0: Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Today we're going to answer some questions from listeners just like you. Uh, You've submitted them through the webpage at biblicalquestion.com. You can go to our contact page and submit your question or prayer request. We're starting up a a special page on the webpage uh, to submit your uh, prayer request. We'll put them on the uh, webpage for you and those who visit. I can also see that you need prayers and add you to our to their prayer list. We have uh, quite a few hits each week, and it continues to grow. And so, more and more people uh, will obviously will be able to to read that and pray for you. We want to encourage you in any way that we can uh, through positive messages and truthful biblical answers as well. We have one question here that comes in. It says. Uh, just from the USA I did not get a name uh, in it or his location but it says what does it say in the Bible that is a sin to grow sell or use marijuana well if, if growing selling and using marijuana is against the law where you live I would say it's a sin now if it was not against the law Uh, or it comes a time that it's not against the law, the question is then what? And that seems to be more and more popular across the United States uh, where medical marijuana is is being used to help people and I would admit that the research and the evidence for uh, marijuana use and against it uh, is conflicting and it's confusing and I'm not a medical doctor I can't say that using medical marijuana in any amounts of sin any more than smoking tobacco, drinking coffee, tea, and so on. But here's the problem, is that it stimulates and it can be hazardous to your health. People who use uh, drugs to, to escape reality, uh, I would encourage you to stop doing that and seek some professional help. and and get off of those, go through rehab and get cleaned up. I don't believe God has intended us to, to put things into our body uh, that would cause us not to think properly and have a clear mind. Some argue that God created marijuana so we can't really say it's wrong to consume it. And then We'll use Genesis chapter 1, uh, 11 and 12. It says, then God said, let the earth sprout all kinds of vegetation, plants, yielding seeds, fruit, tree bearing of all kinds and it goes on uh, talks about the different plants and, and vegetation. So what we should really understand is that when Adam and Eve were removed from the Garden of Eden there was a change in what was in the fields. It, It is evident from the following verses uh, that they could no longer eat a, every tree or every plant in Genesis chapter 3 verse 17 he says then Adam he said because you have listened to the voice of your wife and you have eaten from the tree which I commanded you saying you shall not eat of it cursed is the ground because of you and toil you shall, shall eat of it all the days of your life and he goes on to talk about thorns and thistles and so on that uh, God is, is allowed to come in because of sin but the fact is that God created a thing that doesn't mean that it should be used or uh, eaten, drank, smoked, ingested, whatever, especially if it's going to do harm to your, your physical body and your emotional and spiritual health. Uh, we don't know the purpose of everything that God created, but we're finding out that many things in nature uh, does have benefits for food and, and medicine and so on. So we, and I would conclude that that just because God made every bush and plant and flower or weed, that he really did not intend for us perhaps to harvest them all and grind them and chop them and boil them and so on. So that we could eat them or smoke them or chew them or drink them. He, he God really expects us to use some common sense. And if it's harmful, I would say don't use it. Uh, so you need to respect your body. You need to be a good steward of your body and keep it healthy as, as long as you possibly can and again if it's habit forming I would say you need to avoid it at all cost because it it becomes too destructive to things and, and family and people and the property and I've watched many people over the years uh, who said that marijuana was harmless and I, I could disagree on some levels I can take you to some gravesides where marijuana actually killed people So, God made insects and he made the creatures that can injure us, but I don't know that he intended to to allow these things always to bite and sting us. Uh, I have questions about ticks, personally. What's the purpose? But we need to to understand what God has in mind for us. Um, Again, I know medical marijuana is being very popular. I know some family members, personally, uh, who could really benefit from the use of this but they have chosen not to because they do not want to be able to uh, be a bad influence to their children and make them think it's okay in one way but it's not another to a young child that could be confusing so again I I hope I didn't skate around too much on you but hopefully that helps you Uh, thank you uh, for sending that in okay our second question is Are the Pyramids of Egypt ever mentioned in the Bible? Are the Pyramids of Egypt ever mentioned in the Bible? Well, we are told several things about customs and the geography of Egypt but I'm not aware of any mention of the Great Pyramids uh, as you're requesting there. But that doesn't mean they haven't been built yet. It just simply means to me that there was no need to mention them. Uh, The Old Testament writers for whatever reasons, uh, we're not inspired to write or talk about them. And that's probably why they're not there. The existence of, of ancient landmarks, monuments, statues, cities, walls, pyramids that you asked, uh, stone hedge. There's probably a lot more that I'm not aware of. Do not contradict anything in the Bible. The Bible does not claim to be an encyclopedia of ancient landmarks. I don't believe that was the purpose of God's Word to record every uh, geographical or historical fact about those times. But where it speaks it is accurate and it is likely that some of God's people in ancient times saw with their own eyes some of the wonders of the world that we would call them today in our modern time. Now, the history and customs and geography of people in nations in the Bible times is very interesting. I think it helps in our studies uh, there's much more to know about uh, mountains and the seas and the rivers and the cities boundaries nations uh, then it's far more than we could probably really understand or be able to to really know much about I will say this kind of off the subject just a little bit I think it helps especially reading uh, the gospel accounts and of course the rest of the Bible too but to know the history there, and the atmosphere, and not just to read the Bible as it was yesterday's sports news. Um, to actually get to know the customs of the day would be very helpful, and it would also, I think, you know, uplift your, your Bible study and your knowledge. I know it, it has with mine. Uh, Daniel, I, I hope this answers your questions. Thank you. Our next question comes out of Canada. Had the Dead Sea Scrolls added or subtracted anything from the Bible as we have it? Well, there is much that is not yet certain about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, For years everyone had accepted somewhere around 1947 of a man uh, finding a bunch of scrolls after he threw rocks into a cave and and heard pottery breaking it's often called Cave One, But then somebody else came out later and said they actually found them in 1945. At any rate, uh, really since 1947, 11 or 12 caves have been found to to contain more than uh, 400 manuscripts. Some of course were in poor condition as a result to to dampness and just that's a lot of time to sit there unprotected as you can imagine. And so a lot of them are, are really in poor shape. Uh, my understanding is that they have found manuscripts of at least part of uh, the Old Testament except for the, uh, the book of Esther. And it seems to be true that these older manuscripts that we have line up together that we have in our Bible today. They've also found manuscripts of several of the Apocrypha books and, and other writings and commentaries about the Old Testament books my understanding as well that everything that's been translated so far again uh, would tend to prove the correctness of the Old Testament scriptures as they've been preserved for us today. They have new technology now as well that uh, they don't have to unroll uh, the scrolls they can leave them together and be able to to pull off that the writing off of that uh, scroll without damaging it any further which is probably will be a great help in the future being able to see what's really on some of those. We don't need to be afraid of the archaeology and, and what they find. Anyway, I don't worry about that kind of stuff personally. But I hope that this um, is a blessing to your answer to your question and, and that you'll continue to study God's Word and get to know it uh, on a deep and personal uh, relationship. Thank you, Canada, for sending that question. Our next question comes from... Uh, Sandy, I want to thank you for listening, Sandy, uh, to the podcast. And the questions uh, that I got were, uh, "Where does it say to make do the best you can with what you have, and what is the purpose in life?" I, mean, I think this is a common question we probably all ask ourselves from time to time. But in general, uh, the sense of us, we all have a purpose in life, and we want to to fulfill that. And a couple that I can think of here is honoring and serving the living God in, in Romans chapter 12, the first uh, two verses. I uh, would state that to use our talents, our gifts uh, in serving mankind through Jesus in His church. Again, and I uh, continue to read Romans chapter 12. Uh, that would give you, you know, some more answers on that. And talents in the Bible uh, generally means uh, money in our English language. It means uh, more like gifts, uh, knowledge or experience that we can use to to help the church with. Uh, Another one, again, we need to be preparing ourselves for eternal life. John chapter 14, the first uh, two verses say, Do not let your heart be troubled. This is Jesus speaking. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you for I go to prepare a place for you." I think uh, this is really a comforting verse to know that uh, we're not supposed to worry about anything. Uh, Jesus has everything in control. Our future, our life with him for eternal life is being prepared for us by Jesus. And we need to be working to to be productive and, and enjoying our living as well. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verses 18 through 20 says this, Here is what I have seen to be good in feeding to eat, to drink, and enjoy oneself in all one's labor in which he toils under the sun during the few years of his life which God has given him. For this is his reward. Furthermore, as a man uh, to whom God has given riches and wealth, he has also empowered him to eat from them and to receive his reward. And rejoice in his labor. This is the gift of God. Verse twenty: For he will not often consider the years of his life, because God keeps him occupied with gladness in his heart. The Apostle Paul would write to Timothy, First uh, Timothy chapter four, verses eleven and twelve: Say, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, and to attend to your own business and work with your hands, just as we commanded you so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and be none of need i believe god really wants us to to bloom where we are planted that is he wants us to be uh, the best of whatever we are the best at our job best at being a parent uh, a spouse i think this is what god really wants from us and no matter what the circumstances that we find ourselves in that we can know that uh... Christ is is our Savior. I mean, look at Paul. Uh, Here he is in prison writing to the church in Philippi, and he he just gives them all kinds of praise and and wonder. And the jails in his day were not the same as what we have in the USA. There was no air conditioning, cable TV, and three, three squares and a cot type thing. If somebody didn't bring you food, you really might go hungry in a Roman jail. I hope this helps answer your question a little bit. Uh, I thank you and I encourage you to keep reading, keep studying, and keep listening. Our next question comes out of Mexico and he asked, uh, How do I keep evil people away from me? Well, that's a very good question, I, I've often thought that myself and it's very difficult. We uh, have to go to work, we have to go to the market, Uh, there's just things in life sometimes it's very hard not to be around somebody that we might think is evil God warns us though about corrupting influences of of the outside world he writes in uh, first Corinthians 14 verse 33 says do not be deceived a bad company corrupts good morals and Solomon would uh, use very plain language to warn a young man about uh, the influences of bad companions. You can find that in Proverbs uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2. All of us really want to, to please our friends. We, we want to be accepted by our co-workers, our peers, uh, and so on. But when they act in an immoral or, or a lawless way, we must be very careful uh, not to get drawn into their thinking and their activities. The Apostle Paul, he warns us in, in Romans chapter 12, about being a cast in, into a, a world's mold we need to be very careful and not to let the world influence us. we're supposed to be the light of the world I I know this is probably a little off the subject but it comes to mind when I hear people at church say well we can't talk about Jesus at work or at the store or with our neighbor well Jesus says we're supposed to be the light of the world uh, a light uh, shines pretty bright in a a dark world. It's pretty hard to hide if you're really truly being a Christian. Uh, John the Apostle would write uh, in Jesus's prayer there uh, chapter 17 verse 6 through 21 he he says that we are not of the world. Uh, We're not supposed to be uh, like the world. If people do not know you as a Christian or or see you as a Christian, uh, perhaps you're doing something that you should not be doing and need to reflect on your life. If we cannot find the uh, influence of, of good friends and associates, uh, maybe we need to find new ones. But then we might also need to to cultivate, too, a, a new circle of friends, as I was just saying, and, and try to find uh, people who are like-minded to associate with in our free time and and those who are around our our young people our children and grandchildren we certainly don't want poor influences on our our young children we cannot hope to influence others to become a christian if we are not practicing uh, the christian faith and belief if we're practicing the same sins that cause those folks to be lost and not a christian it would be foolish uh, and very unbiblical of us to think that uh, we can help convert people to Christ and that's, this is really what we're supposed to do just go out and make disciples and, and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and we're not going to be able to do that if we are living a, a a sinful lifestyle that is very clear to our friends, neighbors and co-workers. Uh, we lie and, and we steal and so on um, that's, not being, that's not being the salt of the earth you're being uh, sugar. Sugar is really sweet and people like it and they'll eat it and, and, and suck it down and you come along and say your question uh, you should taste like salt there should be something different to identify yourself with them as they get to know you. Well I certainly hope that uh, I've been able to answer some questions that you have today I pray and hope that you all will continue to listen to the podcast, and I encourage more questions if you have them, and we will do our best to find the answer in the Bible for you. Please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com to submit your questions, uh, to add your name to our prayer list. If you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you, and we do pray for our listening audience that we are always encouraging to you and that we are glorifying God. At the end, thank you for listening, and may God have the glory.